Welcome to my AEW edition of All Out Reviews. This is on a Monday. Let's let's start with Miro versus Eddie Kingston for TNT Championship. So in my opinion, this was a very good physical outing from both men. I like how commentary focused on the average ma- match length of Miro's title defenses because it puts an added spotlight how far Eddie could go. These two really went at it at times. While I do believe offense was a bit repetitive at all suplexes, it worked to context what they are trying to do. Plus the finish protecting Kingston as well. No claims here. A good physical match to get the crowd warmed up. We got Moxley versus Satoshi Hujima, the bread clubber. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the match was more or less on pair with quality with the opener. With that said, I still quite amazed to see Hujima move as well as he does at his age. Just like the opener, this match was more physical and not bit much to do. There was some more some, some noticeable gaps in the action. While Miro and Kingston were suplexing each other, Moxley and Hojima were just boxing each other out while hay, with haymakers until Moxley finally got the advantage. Now we got Britt Baker versus Stan Lanner for the AEW Women's World title. A lot of things I like to be like here. Sandler, Baker, Styles, we could see it with each other rather well. Baker such as a great heel that she could really could win her offense as well as Sandler's off attempts despite that though Carl Papa's Baker's Panahan Sunrise is a highlight of the night thus far. Credit to the potential someone since someone's on the way, whether the case, a high quality women match for women's division here at Brick. Baker continues her style in the ring. As to debate the style of matches that the two had before, I think this has been the best match of the night so far. You got the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championship Steel Cage match. Scratch that, this is your match tonight so far. Any match involving Lucha Bros and Young Bucks were bound to be good, but these two teams somehow constantly find ways to reinvent themselves and make things as interesting as possible. A lot of people believe Young Bucks are overcovered, choreographic, may fear they might set in within a confined environment. But when you have two teams know each other so well and are capable of performing incredible feats and athleticism, it makes every situation, every spot more meaningful. These two four men were one of the con- ones capable of doing this specific kind of match in that environment, and it was entertaining as hell. All hell, everything was flowed seamlessly. You know. See a lot of tag team cage matches these days, but boy, these two make me want to see one soon. Incredible effort. Now we got the Casino Women's Battle Royale. In, the first, if, in Surf, though, I am very happy Ruby. She can start fresh in AEW. It looks like they wasted no time establishing her one of the premier women in the division. This Battle Royale was pretty much all about introducing her and nothing more. I don't really care much about the Battle Royals. I all had a difficult reign in them. This was a bit long for me, but it accomplished its purpose. Jericho versus MJF. It was a pretty possible passable match, in my opinion, but it kind of took a little bit long to get to the point. The rest of the finish also didn't really do much for me. I think the labors of Jericho seeing these two already face off before kind of dumbed down the freshness of the match to me. Aesthetically speaking, it was just fine. It was definitely good ring-wise. I feel like this was just a few bells and whistles that weren't needed. Jericho's redemption win. It's also one of the reasons why I didn't like the Battle Royale going along as it did because they were following up with a match at any equal length with the particular outcome of MJF selling the back with a nice touch. CM Punk versus Darby Allen. The main thing I was looking for was CM Punk's win and conditioning. Seven years is a very long time you wait for the ring, so to share your shape, you're back in very important. And ultimately, I thought it was more or less of a successful return for Punk. Allen was the perfect opponent to put him in the test with his high-flying moves. One thing I didn't know is whether it was a quite 
few rough spots here. So Punk catches Brett, which is to be expected. But overall, I think the two work pretty well together. I'm sure as Punk faces new adversaries, I'll gradually get all his mojo back. But this was good as it gets for his return. Let's go talk about more about Punk. I want to talk more about Punk. Yes, CM Punk made his long-awaited return to professional wrestling on August 20th when he appeared on second episode of Rampage. Everyone knows at the United Center of Chicago after joining information of his fans and cutting a heartfelt promo about why he's back and where he's been. The 42 are laid down a challenge for All Out. Already told you about Ari Allen. After Punk made the challenge, the match was officially for All Out. Prior to Sunday before, Punk hadn't competed in wrestling matches since 2014 Royal Rumble in WWE. He let WWE have to do issues with the company. It was clearly a return to wrestling. During his hiatus, he was involved in UFC. Mm-hmm. He was back in WWE as an analyst for SS1 backstage, but that didn't go so well. Didn't work out. After making his AEW debut, Punk has been discussing. Here's the thing: he was also been discussing Tony Khan for 18 months. His rival was previously the legend of COVID-19 panic. He didn't want to come back without fans. Now, after Punk defeated Darbiana, he is now the talk of wrestling world again. He got a career off of a win, started against one of the fast fighting stars in the company, and it was pretty interesting and Punk at best. Let's talk about Paul White versus QT Marshall. Short, sweet, to the point, and under five minutes. Exactly what it needs to be. Paul White got his first victory AEW. Now we got the main event. Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage, the AEW world title. You can tell the energy of the main event. Kai gradually deflated despite the chance from because of the burnout from the for cheering for Punk. The tag match and everything that came before it. Much like Jericho and Jay Allen and Punk, this was a well-worked match and a solid main event overall. Many people prefer the Impact World title match, but this one is still hard work. Physically, I would even brought out some of the best in both men. Certainly Christian, who was working at an incredible high level. I guess the only thing you could say what hurt this match was the predictability that Knowing Omega wasn't losing, and after afterwards, holy shit, we got some guests. Mm-hmm. We had the debut of Adam Cole who joined the Elite, and then the debut of Brian Danielson. It was two holy shit moments. In conclusion, AEW made some power plays tonight. The the hiring of Ruby Solo, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole on the same night. CM Punk made his first match in eight years. We got Mira Zuki appearance. It's likely WWE won't lose sleep on any over this, but but AEW is stacking deck on their high end talent at the moment. The pay per view itself was a thumbs up because everything was pretty solid. The time match was a barn burner, but seeing new signs put everything over top. And AEW begins a new season, new storylines, the possible and are bound to begin. Thumbs up for AEW All Out. Let the fun begin. Thank you for my All Out review. I will see you on Saturday for my AEW. Weekly reviews, so see you there.